section six of birds and nature volume nine number three march nineteen o one this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox dot org reading by matt perard section six the american white pelican pelicanus erythrorhynchos in the year seventeen fifty eight the naturalist linnaeus gave to the birds called pelicans the generic name pelicanus in this genus he also placed the cormorants and the gannets these with the snake birds the frigate birds and the tropic birds were for a long time grouped together under the family name pelicanidae this name however is now restricted to the various species of the pelicans which are included in a single genus the generic name pelicanus and the common name pelican are derived from pelican the greek name for these birds they were well known to the ancients by whom they were called ornacrotalus there is a legend of great antiquity for which there is no foundation in fact which states that the pelican feeds to her young blood drawn from her own breast in which she herself has made the incision there are about ten species of pelicans distributed throughout the world mostly confined to those countries having warm climates two or three species however extend their range into the colder regions during the summer months three of the species inhabit north america and two of these are seldom seen except on the sea coast the brown pelican pelicanus fuscus on the atlantic coast and the california brown pelican pelicanus californicus on the pacific coast the other species is the bird of our illustration and is common in the interior as well as on the seaboard of california the pelicans are notably social in their habits a large number nesting together the flight of a large flock is an attractive sight their wings move in unison and apparently without much effort after a few strokes of the wings they frequently sail forming graceful circles often at great elevations the most remarkable characteristic of these birds however is the large pouch formed by an elastic skin depending from the two sides of the lower mandible and extending nearly the whole length of the bill this pouch may be greatly distended and will hold a large quantity of either solid or liquid matter the bills are depressed and strongly hooked the american white pelican ranges throughout the whole of north america as far north in the interior as the sixty-first degree north latitude and as far to the southward in winter as central america northward from florida along the atlantic coast it is now rare in the year eighteen thirty eight audubon gave this species the specific name americanus in view of his discovery that it differed in essential characteristics from the european form called ornacrotalus the most marked difference that he noticed was the crest upon the upper mandible which he supposed was permanent and not as we now know a characteristic of this species only during the breeding season in writing of the naming of this species he uses the following beautiful language 
in consequence of this discovery i have honoured it with the name of my beloved country over the mighty streams of which may this splendid bird wander free and unmolested to the most distant times as it has already done in the misty ages of unknown antiquity much as we desire to honour audubon who has given us so much of interest concerning the life histories of the birds yet we are restrained by the rules of scientific naming which require under ordinary circumstances the use of the earliest name audubon's name was antedated by that of gemellen a german naturalist who in seventeen eighty eight noticing the peculiar characteristics of the american white pelican and that it differed from the uh, european form gave it the name erythrorhynchos which is now used by ornithologists this name has its origin in two greek words meaning red and bill the peculiar growth or crest on the bill which disappears soon after the breeding season varies greatly both in size and shape dr ridgway says frequently it consists of a single piece nearly as high as long its vertical outlines almost parallel and the upper outline quite regularly convex the largest specimen seen being about three inches high by as many in length more frequently however it is very irregular in shape usually less elevated and not infrequently with ragged anterior or even posterior continuations at this time the bill is also more or less orange-red in color an excellent narrative of the habits of the white pelican is given in the ornithology of illinois where dr ridgway quotes the words of colonel n s goss regarding those who have not seen the white pelicans upon their feeding grounds but may have read audubon's interesting description of the manner in which the birds unite and drive the fishes into shallow water where they can catch them which they cannot well do in deep water as their skins are honeycombed with air cells that buoy them up like a cork and prevent their diving and they do not plunge for their food when upon the wing like their cousins the brown pelicans and therefore have to adopt fishing habits suited to shallow waters i have often noticed the birds in flocks in pairs or alone swimming on the water with partially opened wings and head drawn down and back the bill just clearing the water ready to strike and gobble up the prey within their reach when so fishing if they ran into a shoal of minnows they would stretch out their necks drop their heads upon the water and with open mouths and extended pouches scoop up the tiny fry their favorite time for fishing on the seashore is during the incoming tide as with it come the small fishes to feed upon the insects caught in the rise and upon the low form of life in the drift as it washes shoreward the larger fishes following in their wake each from the smallest to the largest eagerly engaged in taking life in order to sustain life all sea-birds know this and the time of its coming well the white pelicans that have been patiently waiting in line along the beach quietly move into the water and glide smoothly out so as not to frighten the light beneath 
at a suitable distance from the shore they form into line in accordance with the sinuosities of the beach each facing shoreward and awaiting their leader's signal to start when this is given all is commotion the birds rapidly striking the water with their wings throwing it high above them and plunging their heads in and out fairly make the water foam as they move in an almost unbroken line filling their pouches as they go when satisfied with their catch they wade and waddle into line again upon the beach where they remain to rest standing or sitting as suits them best until they have leisurely swallowed the fishes in their nets then if undisturbed they generally rise in a flock and circle for a long time high in air the white pelicans will consume a large amount of food in fact they are gluttonous it is said that the remains of several hundred minnows have been taken from the stomach of a single pelican usually they are the most active in the pursuit of their prey for a short time after sunrise and also before sunset the chief breeding grounds of the white pelican are from minnesota northwards to the limit of its range it nests also in isolated and greatly separated localities to the westward it is said that several thousand permanently breed on the islands of the great salt lake there are reasons for believing that it also breeds in florida and westward along the gulf of mexico as far as texas the white pelican builds its nest on the ground using small sticks and twigs they usually select a clump of sage or some other plant that will afford the nest some protection frequently sand is heaped around the nest to the depth of about six inches the nests are about one foot in diameter the color of the two to four eggs is a chalky white and the surface is quite rough due to the irregular thickness of the outer coating the average size of the eggs is about three and one-half by two and one-third inches the white pelican as it calmly floats on the surface of the water some distance from the shore has been mistaken for the sail of a boat as the moist white feathers glisten in the sunshine longfellow has beautifully woven this fact into the song of hiawatha o'er the water floating flying something in the hazy distance something in the mists of morning loomed and lifted from the water now seemed floating now seemed flying coming nearer 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 was it shingabis the diver or the pelican the shada or the heron the shashaka or the white goose wabiwawa with the water dripping flashing from its glossy neck and feathers it was neither goose nor diver neither pelican nor heron or the water floating flying through the shining mist of morning but a birch canoe with paddles rising sinking on the water seth mindwell End of section 6